Hey, Downtown Church, welcome back to the 7-Minute Sunday School. This week we are looking at the incredible chapter 19 of the book of Exodus. We've been seeing how God brought his people out of the house of slavery in Egypt. They've been traveling through the wilderness, this place that looks barren and lifeless, yet because of God is a place of provision and abundance. And now they've arrived at Mount Sinai. And the story is coming to one of its major climaxes where God meets with Moses on Mount Sinai and in the presence of all the people. This all starts happening in chapter 19, and it sets the stage for everything else that's going to happen in the book of Exodus. Exodus 19.3 says that Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain. And the Lord says this, Thus you will tell the house of Jacob and declare to the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you to myself on eagle's wings. And now if you will diligently listen to me and keep my covenant, then you will be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. In these remarkable words, God tells Moses and the people the point of everything that he has done so far with them. God has, by grace, saved the people from their slavery in Egypt. Though they had done nothing to deserve it, though there's no evidence that they were following God's guidance, God just generously, out of his gracious love, rescues them out of Egypt. And we've been talking again and again about how the goal of that rescuing is that they might serve or worship Yahweh. But here we discover what that service and that worship of Yahweh includes. God is calling this people to himself to be his special possession, his treasured people, a people who have a special identity and purpose. Although God owns all the earth and all the peoples, this people of God will have a special purpose. And that special identity is as a kingdom of priests or a, a priestly kingdom. Now, this is incredible, not only because of God's special relationship with his people, which is grounded in his presence with them and confirmed through his covenant agreements with them. But if we think about what priests do, you see, the priests are the people who are intermediaries between God and the community. We're going to find out later on the priests in Israel are, are, are a chosen group of people who are intermediaries between God and the people. So what does it mean for Israel, for the people of God, to be a kingdom of priests? Well, I think it harkens all the way back to Genesis, where God says he's going to call Abraham so that through Abraham's family, he might bring blessing to all the nations of the earth. In other words, the mission of God's people is to be a priestly kingdom, a community through whom God reaches all the nations of the earth. This is about mission. God's grace has called out a people who he will dwell with. I have carried you on Ingle's wings to myself, who he will enter into relationship with. I will establish my covenant with you, not just for their own sakes, but for the sake of the world, so that through that people, God might call all people into a relationship with himself. What's the deal with this covenant? This covenant will be the relationship between God and his people, and it will include the law. 
Now, we tend to think of the law in the Old Testament as like a list of rules and regulations that God's people have to do to kind of climb their way up to God. But notice that's not what's happening here. God has already saved the people by grace. So what is this covenant law that God will give that will take up so much time as the text goes forward? This is God's wise, generous kingdom way that he will give to his people so that they can live in relationship with him and be this kingdom of priests. As we read the rest of chapter 19, furthermore, we're going to discover that this idea that God has brought the people to himself is no easy dynamic. It's not easy to dwell with God. In fact, you notice that when God, who wants to dwell with his people, shows up on the mountain, there's smoke and thunder and lightning. It's terrifying. And God tells the people, you have to do some special things. You have to sanctify yourself. You have to set yourself apart. You have to make yourselves holy to prepare to meet with me because it's, it's dangerous to be near me. And that too will occupy a lot of ex the rest of Exodus. How is it that this holy, dangerous God can dwell amidst a sinful people? But here it's enough to notice that God's purpose is that every single member of this community will participate in this mission of being kings and priests before him to the nations in the midst of the world. Uh, uh, Jewish scholar Joshua Berman notes that just how radical this is, that God does not speak simply to the elites. God does not make a, a covenant specifically with a king or a priest, but God here invites every single person to enter this covenant and as we will see, to agree to it. This is one of the first, maybe the first in instance of the consent of the governed in all of human history. That God says, I want a people who every single one of them has said yes, not only to my way, not only to my law, but to my presence and to my job description that I'm giving them as a kingdom of priests before me. This is a remarkable text. It's the culmination of everything that comes before an Exodus, and it points us to all that we'll see in the remainder of Exodus. So this week, I invite you to read it and specifically read chapter 19, but focus on those first six verses. And I want you to ask yourself this, how does this identity of God's people as a kingdom of priests in covenant with God change the way we think about what it means to be called to be the people of God today and change the way we think about the law of God? How does our identity and job description as a kingdom of priests change the way we think about who we are as the people of God and the purpose and role of God's law given to us as the people of God? Discuss that with whoever you're watching these videos with, and we'll see you again next time.